There's an international trend at present to develop research that combines community skills and knowledge with the resources of higher education institutions. This body of work is known as the Scholarship of Engagement, Public Scholarship or Community Engaged Research. The Melbourne Social Equity Institute is keen to explore ways of engaging with communities and we're trialling what we hope will become a program of community fellowships across the university. I'm Bernadette McSherry, the Director of the Melbourne Social Equity Institute, which supports interdisciplinary research across the University of Melbourne, which aims to ameliorate disadvantage. To find out more about community-engaged research, our guest on All Being Equal this week is Professor Jenny Fillimore from the University of Birmingham. She has a background in environmental science and has a doctorate in urban and regional studies. Over the past decade, she's managed teams of researchers focusing on access to health, education, employment, training and housing integration with a particular focus on integration and organisational change in the United Kingdom and the European Union. Professor Fillimore, welcome to the University of Melbourne and to All Being Equal. Thank you. Can you tell me a bit about your work in general and in particular with community researchers? Okay, well, I'm the director of the Institute for Research into Superdiversity. So um, one of my roles is really to support my colleagues at the University of Birmingham to do wide ranging interdisciplinary research around diverse communities. Um, So frequently we're looking at issues around health, um, around migration, around integration, around faith. But I also have my own research interests. So these lie largely in access to welfare in super diverse areas and uh, migrant integration and settlement. And in particular, over the last decade, um, or perhaps a bit long, yeah, maybe 15 years now, um, with my colleague Lisa Goodson, uh, we've developed a community research program and published quite widely on how to do community research and how to do it in an equitable way. And community research is one of the um, really important themes that that runs through the Institute for Research into Superdiversity. We call it our Practitioner Researcher Programme. And we provide um, pro bono research and uh, training and mentoring uh, for uh, individuals in communities and particularly community leaders. So why involve communities in, in research? What are the advantages? Well, this started really um, with a realisation that as white middle class academics, it was really hard for us to reach a lot of places and genuinely engage with communities. So we looked around the research environment and we noted that the majority of people were um, they were consulting, they were researching with community leaders you know, who clearly cannot represent everybody. So we wanted to do something that was a bit more connected, a bit more authentic. And also with our interest in diversity, um, we came across this issue of, well, which communities do we research? Resources are limited. We can't afford to pay for endless interpreters. Um, And it felt really artificial just going into communities, taking information and, and, and walking away and just doing our own thing with that. So what we wanted to do was develop some kind of partnership, um, much more collaborative approach in which we involved communities in the production of the ideas. Um, so, you know, what mattered to them? Um, what are the key issues that are really going on here that they feel we should be researching? So helping to research, um, sort of develop research agendas, but also to develop capacity within communities to do research, not only for universities 
um, and to bring us this insider perspective, which is so important, but also at the same time for universities to be able to give something back and actually develop the skills of those individuals so they can put them to use for their own careers, um, but also for their own communities or the organisations that they work for. And what makes a good community researcher? Well, um, it would be somebody who is a good listener. Actually, that's what makes a good researcher generally. Um, Community researchers are no no different to that. Um, I guess it would be somebody um, who has a natural curiosity in in life and somebody who is well-connected, who knows... um, quite a lot about what's going on in their community in general so that they can feed into the research process. And how do you train and and mentor community researchers? Well, it's a lengthy process um, and it's something that we've we've developed a technique. um, It originated around the idea that to involve all kinds of people in research, we needed to move away from an academic model, so the reliance on uh, written assessments. But at the same time, we also wanted to accredit our researchers for their training, many of them were new to the country and they, um, you know, they maybe had never worked in the UK before. They'd never trained in the UK. They didn't have any UK qualifications. So we wanted to sort of almost provide them with a package at the end of it, whereby they'd got work experience, they could have a UK employer's reference, us, and they'd have UK qualifications and they would be uh, thereby more employable. So um, it starts with a recruitment process uh, where we reach out and we try to go, or in the past we've tried to go beyond your average community organisation. So we've used, um, particularly more recently, social media quite heavily. And then people come in, uh, we talk to them about what's involved um, to see if it's really what they're expecting. And we try and shape their expectations as well because what we don't want is people thinking, well, I can do this training and then I'll get a job at a university because it's hard enough for anybody to get a a job at a university these days and certainly a PhD seems to be a requirement on the majority of occasions. And after that, we'll run a whole range of sessions. So maybe three days of initial training where um, we work on problem development together. We do a lot of role play um, around probing, interview bias, reflexivity. A lot of the concepts that we teach our postgraduate students, in fact, it would be really quite difficult to differentiate what we do with our postgrads to what we do with our community researchers. The only thing that's different is the the, the methods by which we teach. So it's a lot more interactive. There's a lot of group work. And the assessments are actually quite often based on observation. Um, or or getting engaged in various exercises. Then at the end of um, a three-day programme, individuals are allocated a mentor, um, and that's an an academic volunteer, basically. We're not paid to do this. And the mentor and the individual will stay in close contact. Having already done some mock interviews um, with us, uh, the individual will go out and do their first interview. They'll They'll record it, they'll do a self-reflection form, um, they'll summarise their findings and they'll do a lot of work with their mentor looking at their technique, looking at the way that they were able to sort of probe for the right um, information and put people at ease. And there's a lot of backwards and forwards like that with their mentor. Um, At the same time, mentors have actually got quite involved with their researchers. So, um, you know, together sometimes they've written reports, they've done some lobbying work, the mentor has got engaged with the um, researchers' community organisations, and there's been a lot of help with careers. So there's one notable example of an individual who 
really uh, was very, very quiet when he came to us, but built up a lot of confidence through getting involved in community research and heard about this need in his community that refugees were unable to access furniture when they gained their refugee status. So they were given homes, but these were empty. And at the same time, he was aware, looking around him, that people throw away sofas that are perfectly usable and TVs, they just upgrade, as they call it, to the next best thing. Uh, So he started a social enterprise and his mentor has been really quite supportive over a period of a decade, staying in touch, providing encouragement. And I think it's fair to say that um, Jimmy now, uh, you know, really brings more inspiration to us than, than, than anything we can offer to him. Now, you mentioned just before that mentors aren't paid for, for mentoring, that they're volunteers. I'm just wondering what funding sources are available for community research. Is, is this something that is funded through the University of Birmingham or through external sources? This is currently funded through the University of Birmingham. IRIS has some core funding from the university and the university knows that as part of this in our business plan, we we will run annually a practitioner researcher programme. So that's one of the ways in which we've been funded. And this has enabled us to really, I think, hone what we do because we know the resources there and we can keep on building on our developments. In the past, though, we've embedded community research into many of the research projects that we have been undertaking. So currently, for example, I've got a big European project and uh, involves four countries, four different welfare regimes. And in each country, there's a community research programme. So what we did is we travelled this Easter to to Lisbon and we had a two-day meeting in which uh, Lisa Goodson, um, the, the leader for the practitioner program, researcher program, actually trained academics from other countries to become trainers in their own countries. And then subsequently she's gone away and she's provided all of the training materials that the countries need. So this is, again, a new development for us. We're actually building the capacity for people to do research in, in um, other countries. And I wonder if you can give us an example of a project where this has occurred that's had really good benefits for the community. There's a number I could point to, but I I suppose my own personal favourite is um, a a migrant maternity project. We recruited, I think, maybe four or five different women community members with many, many different languages uh, between them to go out and identify and and, and explore the maternity experiences of migrants who'd been in the UK and had a child in the UK in the previous five years. And quite frankly, they were able to reach places that we never could have gone and to discuss extremely sensitive issues. The findings from this study showed, uh, really turned over sort of um, popular, popular belief that the reason infant mortality rates are high in migrant communities is because they don't use antenatal care, because they don't value antenatal care. What this research was able to demonstrate is that there were so many barriers for women attending antenatal care, many of which are state-imposed. Now, once we had this knowledge, we um, were able to do a lot of um, engagement work Um, some of it involving our community researchers, where we went out to hospitals, uh, to midwife training programmes, and also also to policymakers and explored with them the ways that they could work more effectively in partnership with community organisations who were doing good work in that area, who, again, we'd identified through the research. 
I guess the happy ending was that we connected um, the community. We, we ran a series of events where we connected the community organisations with midwives who had no idea they were out there. And this meant that things like there's a volunteer doula service, for example, that will take women who are completely isolated and provide wraparound care and love and support and everything that those women are missing. And for midwives, the ability to be able to make that referral and know that the care was there for the women that they knew was lacking really actually helped them in their sort of um, professional work. But of course, the changes for women in the future and the fact that they can access this care makes a big difference. Well, thank you so much for telling us a little bit about community-engaged research. It obviously has very high impact in the, the communities that you serve, and uh, we've certainly learnt a lot today. So I've been speaking with Professor Jenny Fillimore from the University of Birmingham. All Being Equal is recorded at the Hallwood Recording Studio at the University of Melbourne. This episode was produced by Gary Dixon with audio engineering from Gavin Neighbour, Subscribe on iTunes to make sure you never miss an episode. I'm Bernadette McSherry. Thanks for listening.